Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Swim podcast. Swim podcast. How's it going? Welcome to Swim Podcast, episode number nine. Uh, that's obviously a very auspicious and magical number that holds a dear place in my heart. So I was chuffed that uh, someone who isn't me on this one is Sam Carter of Architects. No relation. Um, we speak about the new Architects album, All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us, which is out now on Epitaph Records. We also talk a bit about Sea Shepherd and uh, just a bunch of different stuff. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, you'll know that it can kind of jump around a bit. Um, and that's the beauty of it. I think it should just be... Um, a couple of like-minded people talking about music and art and everything else that kind of goes along with those things. So I hope you enjoy this one. This is Sam Carter. First off, cheers. cheers. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me on. Um, really appreciate it. Oh, don't say that yet. Mm. Um, Imagine that, a fan of the podcast and then the, my least favourite one's my one. Yeah, that, that could happen. Yeah. Well, first off, it's a weird one as well because we've already... Uh, in a, in a in my other work capacity, we spoke about the the album. Yeah, and um, released it through that as well. The announcement and everything was was around that. Yeah. So you were the real birthplace of, of the new record. Yeah. The conduit. Yeah, and you were the first person to know that wasn't uh, that wasn't part of Architects team when you called me in the studio and you were like, "Where are you?" I was like, "I'm Nowhere. in the studio." And you were like, "What? <laughs> what are you doing in the studio?" I was like, "Yeah, we're in the studio. I didn't tell anyone." Yeah. Yeah. And then I was good as well because yeah, because I was like, promise me. I know. And then everybody that would um, like whenever your name would come up in conversation with people, they'd all be like, so yeah, what are they doing? When when's their next record? And I'd be like, well, I don't know. Yeah, give them some time. I think they're just enjoying the downtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So cheers for that. Yeah. But um. Yeah, and and like I said, when we when we spoke at that point, I was like, the album's raging. And the, and uh, and my opinion hasn't changed at all. Mm. But there's so much, you know. I've had a chance to digest it a bit more, mm. and um, and uh, there's there's stuff in it that I find right. It starts off like, I mean, the opening track, uh, Nihilist, right? Yeah. Is um, you have to forgive me if I get titles mm-hmm, or quote lyrics yeah. badly because I, I got you a, listen to a lot of music. It's fine. I've got, <laughs> got a head like a sieve. Yeah. Um, that that is exactly the vibe of it, but at the same time, and if we're going to go there straight away, mm. there's there's definite recurring themes in it, which I think have carried through from from the last couple of records as well. But yeah. like, it just seems like there's real anger about like the lack of empathy that's going on in the world sure. and the way that uh, that everything's just being milked 
yeah. without any thought or, or consequence to the point where it's just like humanity as a as as just a term rather than an actual description and everything that that used to encompass. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's that's the vibe I get from it. Is this that... this out the album is the sound of of five people that have had enough. Like, yeah. it's just it's we you think back to two years ago when we released Lost Forever and nothing's changed. Nothing's changed about the stuff that we were talking about. No, there's no difference in. No one's talking about climate change making a difference there, and the government's nothing's fucking happening. No one's. Uh, there's not been like a vast difference in the amount of people eating meat, and there's not been a like. There's the whole vibe hasn't changed. It's got worse. Everyone's just. It's just we're in a, as you say we're in a horrible place where there's no empathy and no love, and it's uh, like the line in one of the songs, and there's no love, no empathy. Our fellow man is now our enemy. Hmm. Like it's such a sad place to be, and the record is angry, and it's the sound of, of of people that have just just I just want to grab people and just go like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you so horrible? Why can't we all just like <laughs> I don't know? It's simple, get along? Why can't we all just yeah. get along? Like it's so e- it's it sounds- so easy to to hate, yeah, and it's even easier to love. It's so it's so easy to just forgive someone because that's the easiest thing. It's so nice to just go like, I'm sorry about being like that. I'm sorry if. I've had a held a grudge against you. What's the point? We're both on this earth trying to figure this shit out together. Like, hmm. we're both equal. What's the point? Yeah. And, and our egos have gone wild. Our ego, as, as humans, they're gone. You know, they're gone out of control. Yeah. Everyone's trying to be cooler than everyone. Everyone's trying to be better than everyone, and no yeah. one looks out for each other. Yeah, I find that is something I find horrifying. I look at the way things are. I've said this a few times in different podcasts, but like the internet, right? In theory, is is this opportunity for everyone to be connected to everything which should be i mean that's almost like godhead do you yeah, know what i mean yeah. right because well, if, like, if everyone or, was connected to the earth everyone would be like wow yeah. this is amazing so yeah technically it's a Ima- it's connecting Im- the world yeah imagine being in a time prior to now where where you had every single piece of information every idea every thought and philosophy at your fingertips mm-hmm. and all it ends up is just like here's my dinner this is my cat guilty of it because I've got three cats and I love them yeah I've got a dog and I'm take... posting the hell out exactly yeah. there's nothing wrong with that no. but then like I look at I look at the way people were like you know that whole like world star like while yeah. people are just panning the shit out of each other and yeah, filming yeah. it and laughing it's like what the fuck is going on yeah, what is that this, about this is like in a, in a really crazy way like you think back to like God's I feel like, and we've discussed this recently, like, gods were, like, people that were, like, enlightened. They were, like, people that had reached, like, a state of enlightenment, yeah. I think. And they were, like, the people that everyone loved and they set a good example and they, they brought positivity towards them. And, and that's why people saw them as, like, this higher being because they would, like, teach people how to love and be kind and, mm. and do all these, like, amazing things. And imagine if those people, like nowadays, could be like, I could send you this information of how you could be a kind person in 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 like a minute. It will be in your house in your inbox. Hmm. Like it wasn't like people looking for someone. All the information's there on how to be a good person. Yeah. Everyone knows how to be a good person, but I mean, you shouldn't. It's really... so much cooler to be a a, a badass and not give a fuck, and yeah. that's what's sad. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like um, like the nihilism that is just sort of so rampant and I, and I think it like on first listen to the record it almost feels like it's so angry that it just feels like it's like this is all fucked we're done right yeah but 
but I definitely think that there's 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 a, a feeling of hope in there. And, mm-hmm. and for me, like I was, um, yeah, like nihilist in particular, it made me think of a couple of things which I wrote down. It, and in one, it just feels like it. Uh, it sounds like a person is that's like yearning for, for want of a better word, like a spiritual identity. Hundred percent, yeah. But not not wanting to do that, find that via like anything that organised sense because of because of dogma and, and mm. hypocrisy etc etc yeah. et and everything that that throws up because that is like a you know that's one of the worst dividing wedges that, that exists mm-hmm. so it really made me think of that but then another thing it made me think of which was weird because I don't know whether I'd, I'd noted this already subconsciously it made me think of Dylan Thomas mm. you know um uh, do not go gentle into that good night mm-hmm. which is weird because then I'm li- carry I, and I noted this down and I carry on listening to the album and then that that turns up in the lyrics in Phantom Fear mm-hmm. which was kind of weird so I, d- I couldn't work out whether or not that was just me feeling like I was on the right wavelength or whether I'd already noted that down sort of somewhere in the back well I think I mean like Tom is I think is, is a genius like he's yeah. like, writes all the lyrics writes all the music like I mean from an early age I was uh, I went to shows with architects and was like massively impressed you know I was, yeah. I was the kid in the in the front row that was just in a scrappy hardcore band and my mind was blown by by watching them play but seeing him evolve like as a not just as a person but as, as a song writer and as like a actual song structurer as well you yeah, know yeah. Like he, he is architects yeah it, the stuff he was coming up with on this record is is absolutely mind-blowing yeah and and the stuff like with Dylan Francis like it wouldn't surprise me if he Dylan just Thomas, snuck, yeah. snuck snuck that stuff in yeah it is because it's like um oh, what is it in the lyrics Rage Against the uh, Dying of the Light. Is that one of the I chased the I chased the Dying of the Light, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, so that kind of is, is, is I guess, referencing Dylan Thomas. But yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was kind of weird. But um, but now, it's interesting that you've said that because it, it makes me wonder, like, how did how did it all, when you were going to see him and you weren't in the mm-hmm. band, Yeah. then what, what happened? Because you were, you, were, you were a drummer, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I played drums, yeah. yeah. And I played drums for, since I was like 13, yeah. I played for a long time and I, I loved it and we were just involved in the same kind of scene towards the, me joining Architects um, I was in a hardcore band and uh, called Nervous Wreck and we used to play like all dayers mm. with them and there was you know other bands like Turn Cold that turned into Dead Swans and yeah. they would always be playing them so we all we were kind of around the same people um, and the first time I met Tom and Dan it was really funny actually they came to a uh, nervous wreck show. We were supporting Down to Nothing at this like really small place in in Hove, which is just around the corner where I live now. And uh, I met them outside this church um, on the corner, and we were actually going to play our release show of All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us in that church, but we couldn't in the end. It was so funny when we turned up. I was like, "That's where I met you like ten years ago. You were both sat there drinking White Lightning, and I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, "Oh, cool, you're an architect. I really love your band." And that was it. That was like our mm. passing moment. And uh, then yeah, they. they uh, I sort of knew Ali because we worked on the same street. I worked in Holland and Barrett, and he worked in yeah. a, in a clothes shop yeah. down the road. And uh, my band, I started a band called Monuments, and we kind of sounded like Hopesful. And it was the first band where I'd started singing because I was like, I'm bored of sitting at the back. Like, I want to be a front man. I've got yeah. like all this energy. I need to get up there instead of like ruining bands by playing like 30 second long fills and the guitarist turning around being like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> So I was like, I started this band and it sounded like hopeful and we um, 
we got uh, like local support for Bring Me the Horizon at the Concord. And it was like a big deal because I didn't know Bring Me at that point. And, yeah. and it was when, you know, Count Your Blessings was just coming out. And it was like, a, that was a big record in, in the scene. Yeah. So um, the boys came down because they had already toured with Bring Me. And then they saw our band because one of the, the guitarists in Monuments was Architect's merch guy. And uh, then the day after, like, I remember them being like, your band was amazing, you were really good. And I was, remember being like, whoa, it's the first time that they'd spoken to me properly. And then the day after, they went for a meeting with Matt, their old singer, and he quit. And then they just said to Ali, they were like, you need to speak to Sam tomorrow. So he came into my work and was like, are you free on your lunch break? Can we can we have a talk? I want some banana chips. Yeah, I want some banana chips. <laughs> and uh, I need a veggie sausage roll. But yeah. he was like, can you can you come and have a talk? And I was like, yeah, of course. I was like, what is it? He was like, I don't have time to explain. I've got to, I've got to rush back. So I was like, the fuck's going on? I saw them like yesterday. Like this is weird. And he, uh, I, so I went there and I was like like nervous because like I don't know they they were kind I kind of knew Ali loosely, but still I was like you know I would be at their shows. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, Matt's quit the band. Can do you want to try out? And my the first thing I said was he was I was I just went. I can't play drums like that, dude. <laughs> I was like, I can't do double kick stuff. I was like, there's no way I can try out. And he was like, no, idiot. He was like, Matt's the singer. I was like, oh yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, when do you, when do you need me? Like, <laughs> so blasé. Like, oh, I've got this. I can I can uh, I can fill those shoes. And then uh, yeah, I went for a band practice and was a bit cocky in the band practice and couldn't quite get my head around the time signatures. But I think I said something really arrogant at the end of the practice, like, so I'm in, yeah. <laughs> and they were just and they they still rinse me for it now. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And do you like that was a long time ago and since then you've put out a ton of records toward mm-hmm. the world and stuff but mm. do you still like have that um ability to get in that like almost like where you can step away from it for a second yeah. and view it and go back to where it was yeah and view it yeah. as as a fan of the band yeah cuz i think i think the thing is with architects is like i think it's rare i think it's just like it is actually just five friends like mm. That uh, band practice has just got out of hand. Like it is just crazy. We're not like five rock stars at all. Like mm. we're f- we're uh, there's no sense of arrogance in any of us. I don't I don't truly think any of us think we're a big deal. Um, so I think like we're always very grounded. Just like we know what's going on. And we're we're just we're just really grateful to do it. So there's always yeah. times where we take a step back because I feel like every day is like a, a joke for me. Like I don't understand it. I, I really, really, and there's been times where I've really struggled to understand it because it's, I like pinch myself because I'm like, how am I here now talking to you about yeah. our new record? Like, how how is, like, you know, I've yeah. I liked A when I was a kid, you know, like what's like, so like bit mm. moments like that where you're like, life is weird. Like, yeah, this is cool. It's it is, and and it just seems like in the last couple of years as well. Um, with the last couple of releases and and I think w- when this one drops it's going to be a whole new world as well because it just seems like the band is just I, I don't know what it is I don't know whether it's f- people have finally come round a bit more I, the band is progressing constantly which mm-hmm. is obviously something to do with it but it just seems like all of a sudden everyone's gone oh yeah oh yeah I get it they yeah. were all yeah you know and it there was there was and that's not to say that there wasn't that crowd already because there was obviously you had a really like fervent and dedicated crowd but it Mm -hmm. just seems like that suddenly seems to be blowing up now yeah without wanting to jinx anything no no like i think yeah off of uh back of lost forever like we 
you know what? It was a, it was a hundred days, and like before yeah. we did when we before we did that tour, we were like moany, like miserable, always looking around at other people. Like we were known as the band that moaned. We were known as that band that we would just joke about other bands, and it was like our party trick. Like yeah. we would be like, "Why are they doing that venue? And why are we doing this venue?" And had like a had like our tails up, and we we're like just fed up. Mm. But then on that tour, we kind of realized how it was a real moment of like Adam was with us like it was the first time he he toured with us and uh we were all just we all just got super close we were traveling every day for 100 days playing in the middle of nowhere and yeah. going going into shows with no expectations mm. and and then coming out of shows like near tears like Kuala Lumpur we it's in the DVD we were like this is going to be the worst show we've ever played it's in the middle of a mall in a, a room no one's gonna come. No one likes our band here. What's the point? Why are we here? Yeah, played the show. It was one of the best shows we've ever played. Hmm. Only like four hundred kids, but every person in that room knew the words. And it was like, what in Kuala Lumpur? Like, and the whole tour was like that every night. So after a while, we were like, no, let's stop being negative and start hmm. being like, tonight's gonna be cool. This venue's amazing. Like, and then that sort of transformed architects and our outlook and our like. Hang on a minute. We've been doing this for, at that point, it was like seven, eight years or something. And we're best friends. We travel the world together. People come and see our shows. People really like our band. Let's go and do a good record. Let's go and like be architects mm. and just love it because you never know when it's going to stop. Yeah. So and that attitude change, I think, is responsible for people kind of going like, oh, now they get it. Now they realize like, yeah, you're a good band, but now you actually appreciate it. Now we're going to support you, you know? Not like not that people knew that, but I feel like I don't, I don't magnetism know. was, was yeah, involved yeah, okay, there. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think that that would have been like a conscious no. voiced thing, but mm. maybe, may, but maybe, like that, maybe that is the in. way. Yeah, and it, and it makes me think of the album because like the sample of Alan Watts on Memento Mori. Exactly, yeah. That's exactly what it seems like happened. Yeah, we just stopped like, fighting it. Stop fighting with it and just swam with the stream yeah. rather than against it, and yeah. then and then it was like an and I'm. Blocking. Yeah, stopped comparing ourselves to other people and just realised how fortunate we were and how like much we loved it and how we shouldn't <laughs> moan about something that we loved. Because... Especially when, you know, if we're being honest, that is something that used to blow my mind a bit because because you were such a distinct... Well, you are such a distinctive band mm -hmm. and, and it's almost silly to compare one thing to another thing when those mm -hmm. two things are intrinsically different. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think we just we love we love we realized that we really loved it and we and it wasn't just saying that we loved it anymore it wasn't like just being like it got to the point where it was like no i'm not going to moan about going on tour why would i moan about going on tour i've, I've waited my whole life to do this what, yeah. a, what an incredible moment that mm. step out the door of like i don't know what's going to happen for the next three weeks but i'm going to be here here and here and it's going to be amazing yeah because you know that that is one of the things, isn't it? It's a it's a tough thing for for people that aren't in bands and haven't played in bands to even get their head around because mm -hmm. it can seem a bit like, you know, you read all this stuff of where it's like people are like, oh, we're going on tour and we've been away for this amount of time and yeah. blah, blah blah, and it sucks and we're in yeah. a bus and and then you've got to suddenly take a step aside into the shoes of like a. Of, of yourself when you were 13, yeah. 14 and you were looking at bands and it would be like, whoa, you're going on tour for three weeks, you're going to tour the world, you're going to see Japan, you're yeah, going to see yeah. Australia, you're going to meet people that that are from a totally different culture that are coming to see your band play your yeah. music. It's crazy. And 
you know, but then again, the flip side is, it's it's not a fucking easy ride. You've no, no. like going away from home. It sounds like well, you're going on an adventure, and a lot of people seem to think that something that I found when I was touring a lot more when I when I was younger was that um, you know, I'd reel off a list of places I was going to go to when when one of my mates that wasn't in a band or, yeah, or one of my like, family. Where are you off to? Yeah, yeah, and you'd go, oh, I'm going here, here, here. And and it blows their mind and they're like wow oh, lucky man you get to see all this get yeah, to see that but invariably what, what would happen was unless you made a concerted effort, effort to yeah. get up in the morning get off your bus mm-hmm. and hail a cab you all you're seeing see is yeah. you're seeing your bunk you're seeing the venue very true if you're lucky you might see somebody's living room floor that you're keeping <laughs> yeah, on yeah. or a hotel room yeah. and then you're back in the bus or a van or yeah. whatever whichever way it is you're touring yeah. you know um, and unless you make that concerted effort because you know it is a gift yeah. like when you think about it like who who at the ages when we're first discovering music thinks oh, I'm going to go to the other side of the planet yeah I'm going to go and see yeah. this stuff And it's really wild I think the biggest example for me was like you know I grew up listening to bands and buying the Warped Tour sampler like that was my like. Yeah. That was my dream. That was my dream as a kid was to do Warp Tour. Like yeah. when I was in school, all I would say is one day I'm going to be on the Warp Tour, and then to be on it. And it was amazing actually. It was around that time, around that hundred days time, where there were so many bands that had moaned to us about Warp Tour. Like, it's the hardest tour ever. You're going to hate it. Like, mm. trust me, you architects, you moan a lot. You're going to really, <laughs> you're going to really hate it. You, lot. you know, like yeah. you're going to be the worst bonus. time. Yeah, and then we got on it. And it was the best tour we've ever done. Yeah. I love it. I loved everything about it. I loved the the social aspect of barbecues every day, drinks with your friends. You know, we were there with Bring Me and, and While She Sleeps and, and there was a lot of British bands. But regardless of that, you know, we made best friends with Let Live that summer. We made Amity Affliction were like got closer with us than ever. And you just hang out with people that you wouldn't normally hang out with and you play shows at the end of the day. It, it, it's like like summer camp for bands like yeah everybody and at the, the end of it i was mindset. like how is anyone moaning about this and then i was like hang on a minute how is anyone moaning about being in a band how are we we're moaning about being in a band? <laughs> and then being like okay right this has to stop yeah yeah there's better things to moan about god yeah there's a lot more going on than oh we don't have oh, where's uh, my pd yeah where's my <laughs> kale chips like what the hell is going on yeah, yeah. which um you know and i think i think you know kale chips are good yeah, you're yeah right. they are great yeah especially the ones with the wasabi thing. Mm. But the thing is, it's like, um, going back to the album, that's that's everything that's, that is all the the stuff that needs to be moaned about and mm. people need to be made aware of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, how like how did you come to that conclusion that this is what, what the songs were going to be? It sounds like a weird question yeah, in a way. Yeah. It's not like everyone sits at a board meeting rustling papers going, so, right, yeah. we need to write a song that's socially conscious and yeah. he's commenting on the amount of pollution in the scene. Yeah, well, I, th- I think... But it's like... But I guess those things, you know, a song is the... is 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 the creation of the people that make it and, and yeah. the things that those people are into is, is what goes into the song and what yeah. makes a band the way it is. Well, but, like, we hang out every day. Like we, even when we're not on tour, we hang out. I see. I've literally probably seen Ali every day for the last ten years. He lives around the corner from me. <laughs> like, you know, like he, we we see each other pretty much every day, and we'll go for coffee. Or if we're not on tour, we're doing press in London, or we're like, yeah. you know, we we actively like we hang out with each other because we love each other's company. Like we are best friends. So these things that we talk about are always discussed. Like, if something comes up about climate change, one of us will be like, "Hey, did you guys hear this?" Like. 
uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio has just talked about it. Yeah. Like, this is big news or like, hey, did you, uh, have you guys just heard about this part of the rainforest, uh, the Amazon rainforest that's just been like, two miles has just been smashed down for palm oil, you mm. know. So we're there with all these discussions talking about it. So I think after a while, you're kind of like, we're still talking about this. This mm. is still happening, right? We live in a world where all this change is available for us to do, to to make the difference. We can bring in renewable energy. We can do all this stuff, yeah. and it's not happening. Yeah. And everyone's getting angrier. Everyone's egos are getting out of control. This is not the band. This is like people in real life. Yeah. Being in a band's not real life. It's pretend, yeah, yeah. right? So, so it inevitably, it was going to get to that point where it's like, well, this is what's being discussed by us. This is what we feel really needs to be discussed. And. Mm. When you actually, list, you know, know the stuff that we're talking about, it's actually quite enlightening because yeah. you're not walking around blindfolded. You know, you know how fortunate you are to be here. You know how lucky you are to be on this planet, and you want to fight for it because you feel like no one else is. Yeah. But there are amazing people that are fighting for it, and it, and and I think it's just the record is the sound of just like grabbing someone and just being like, come on, like you're so close to making the change, just make the change. Do you do you think that people um like that come to, to come to shows what do you think the proportion of people is that, that are like fuck I'm stoked on this riff like yeah. and then and then what proportion is fuck I'm Understand stoked it. on this yeah. riff and shit yeah this is like a really interesting topic that I'm going to look up and actually get involved in in some way well we were t- me and well, we were involved in a discussion about this the other day where Dan was saying like when I listened to Rage Against the Machine and I was hearing fuck you I do you tell me he was like, I didn't think about them being like raging against the system. I, I thought about, I'm singing that to my mum, like, fuck you, I'm not going to tidy my room, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I do, I do wonder like how much of uh, how much of our crowd understands it, but we see the change, like, you but know. But then surely any proportion is better than none. For sure, and we, and we see, I think we see drastically more than most bands, like our our signings or our shows, like. 50% of the kids there are wearing Sea Shepherd t-shirts yeah. or, or are wearing like uh, Animal Liberation t-shirts or you know they're there wearing like Rouse Step Up like community t-shirts you know yeah. like and you're like wow this is really cool like I'm I'm more stoked to see a kid in a Sea Shepherd t-shirt than an Architects t-shirt because I'm like I know that money's going somewhere good like I know you're yeah. co- it's coming from a good place and you can tell like I make I talk a lot on stage and I get lost in the moment because there's big atmospheres and big uh feelings and big vibes going around those rooms where you can really feel like you can connect with people some nights I don't because sometimes I feel like there isn't that connection there because I just go rambling like I'm gone for like four minutes and they'll be just like ringing out their guitars like when is he gonna stop like what is he saying yeah, yeah. and sometimes you feel that connection you feel a whole room react and clap and you're like yes I've done it I've made a connection tonight and I've managed to get the crowd to go like holy shit I am powerful I am I can love myself enough to go and love the universe and love other people. Yeah. And some nights you're like, guys, do you not hear what I just said? Like, we can make a fucking difference. Like, and the crowd is quiet, you know, like, just but wait. it's important. You have to gauge the, the night and gauge the vibe. But I think we, I think a lot of people understand where we're coming from. I think especially newer people getting into the band. Yeah, I think, well, because I think people are now getting into the band because of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that, that there's an awareness now that, that, that it is a band that has um, really strong convictions about a, a series of subjects. So yeah. people that also feel that those subjects resonate with them are suddenly drawn towards it, mm-hmm. which I think is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think I think that's one of my favorite one of my favorite things about Architects is the the connections that 
we see as uh, just as a band like the connections that we've made with people that like our band that now work for Sea Shepherd like work on the boats and, yeah. and have become friends of mine and and also other people that come to the shows and meet at the Sea Shepherd table or like have a like-minded discussion about politics or what? feel like they've got a mate that maybe their other mates don't their friends at home probably like what are you on about stop talking about this stuff and they come to an architect show and they finally can be like I feel like this I feel like this and the kid next to him was like yo I feel exactly the same yeah well, what that's this is an interesting thing because I wondered like how did the Sea Shepherd thing come about? When did you, when did you get into that? I mean, as a concept, I mean it makes perfect sense, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. But what I mean is when when, when did you moment. actually realise that that the organisation existed and that it was something that you could get involved in? Mm. And it was um, we we were it was on a hundred days I think I think it, yeah it was on a hundred days. That That's tour, quite a transformative again. period. Yeah, yeah. It was, we were on that tour and. Um, we were going to Australia. I remember flying from one of the places we were in to go to Australia, and uh, there was a there was a documentary on the plane that I watched called Shark Water, which was just an amazing documentary, and it just really grabbed me. And you know, it was about how horrible humans are to sharks and, and de-finning and all these crazy things. And in the middle of the film, Paul Watson, who is the founder of Sea Shepherd, is involved in stopping these people in Costa Rica from shark finning, and he tries to publicly arrest them, and he's working for the Costa Rican government. And then it turns out at the end of the film that the Costa Rican government arrest him and try and get him done for ramming their boat and trying to get them. And uh, he was working for the government, so they paid him off, and they were trying to... It was very corrupt, and I was really into like, that sort of corrupt world I was like what the what the hell is going on like trying yeah. to find out everything so when I saw that I was like I'm I'm on board like I want to help this dude I I, I want to help this organization this, this they're doing amazing things but then I didn't know where to go I just was like oh cool Sea Shepherd must remember Sea Shepherd and then the first day of that tour there was a there was a booth at one of the shows like that had just been set up and there were people there with Sea Shepherd t-shirts and I walked over and was like by chance yeah just by chance on that tour I was like what do you what is this what I've just watched this documentary shark water please tell me everything about you and I bought a t-shirt and then that was it and I, I left from there and, and wore the t-shirt and then I um that's amazing synchronicity isn't yeah it? and then I remember being in Bali uh, on that tour like the after Australia and watching um watching a couple of documentaries on YouTube while the guys were in the it's funny actually the guys were in the uh, the pool we had like a pool for the night because we were staying in a villa and they were all on mushrooms just in the pool, like having a great time. And I had, uh, I'd eaten something dodgy and I had like barley belly and was like, I mean, the worst pain I've ever been in. I remember just sitting on my laptop, just in the toilet, just like, I'm dying. But I was watching this documentary on Sea Shepherd and I was like, I can't take my eyes off it. And I remember watching stuff for about four hours, just going like, this is just insane. And then uh, from there, I was just like, right, I'm wearing this t-shirt every time I play on stage. Like, mm. I don't, I'm gonna wear this, I'm gonna talk about this, I'm gonna, get people to our shows I want everyone to know about this amazing work they're doing and then uh, then our like headline tour after that came around like the one off of uh, for Lost Forever like a bit further down the line and I'd organised a table to be at every single show of the European and UK tour so there was Sea Shepherd representatives at every show so that they would be able to speak to kids like they spoke to me and got me excited and then after that, they raised so much money that they asked me to be uh, an ambassador for the UK, and I was just, I was just blown away. I was mm. like, "This is, I'm, this is great! Like, I'm, 
I'm just like flattered. And I, I remember speaking to the guy being like, I'm not, I don't need to be an ambassador. I was like, I don't want to make anyone in Sea Shepherd be like, who the fuck is this kid? And he was like, no, like having ambassador on your name and us having an ambassador is just going to have our name spoken about more. So it's a good thing. I was like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's cool. Like let's go. And then from there, it's just been just everyone involved. It's just so cool. They're just, they risk their lives for, uh, for animals. And like, that's yeah, just amazing. Like taking a, a boat, which which quite often is considerably smaller than yeah. some of the whaling boats and, and yeah. literally parking their boat in front of it yeah. while it's moving. That's it's un- unbelievable. It just it just shows how much they care and it just really for me it just made sense with architects like to to discuss it like hmm. um it, it was never a thing like I thought about like oh like this is going to be architects thing. It was just like I have a platform to discuss what I think and is important. And I can make a difference to these yeah. things. And I can maybe raise some money to help and, and that was it. And to think where it is now and hmm. and how much money the bands raise for them and, 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 and where the organisation is now, not because of the stuff that I've done, but just worldwide recognition for, for them as an organisation is, is amazing. And it is making a difference, isn't it? It's like yeah. I just saw recently that um, after Blackfish and the, and the outrage... Uh, yeah because of that now SeaWorld saying that these are the last, the last orca ones, yeah. that they're going to have in, in captivity and, and that's crazy I just never thought that would happen which is an incredible thing isn't yeah. it it's a, and it just shows like the power of of, um, of humans if enough people go this is wrong hmm. it will eventually make a difference yeah I think so but then you have situations like in the pharaohs where uh, yeah it's just never going to stop well the, the thing is with that like I being devil's advocate for a moment, I, I see that that if if you're from a, a place that is so isolated and you're and that is a part of your culture and and has been part of your culture for so long that mm-hmm. and you know you say it's for food and da 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 yeah yeah but that doesn't alter the fact that you're you're up to your waist in a bay f- filled with blood yeah. of of smart mammals yeah. that are watching their family being slaughtered yeah. it's, which it's, is horrendous yeah. it's absolutely horrific. But it's, the, it's the 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 thing is, and I, and I do understand that, and I do understand the, um, you know the, where it all began. That was life. That was life for them back mm. then. But like, times have changed. Like you don't, they don't need that anymore. Like yeah. the mercury poisoning that well, they can get the, alone is is I devastating. Think, I think that's the thing that's going to stop the grind, isn't it? Yes, it's the sure. fact that that in a in a weird way, the, the only way they're going to actually stop eating it is because it's giving them neurological yeah. diseases and rather than the right. fact. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
that it's not an empathic thing on their yeah. part or no. or even an ecological thing it's just like actually we don't we can't get do this anymore. neurons and yeah and i think Alzheimer's. Uh, and out there as well now is like they um you know i had like, a couple of good friends of mine got arrested during the grind and, and they were just standing in the way and got arrested for harassing dolphins they were arrested for sea shepherd crew were harassing dolphins that was the that, that was, was the, what they got arrested for because they didn't know what to arrest them for that is bizarre. so um the, I mean, now the, the the thing that shocks me is like the bloodlust of it like yeah. the the fact that there's like little kids there watching their dads like hack a dolphin's head off and yeah. drag it in by its spine what do you think that kid's going to grow up thinking is acceptable like oh, what am I going to do when I grow up I'm going to go and get in a grind and and they know that the mercury poisoning is there and that's why now there's like bodies of, of these being washed up of like they do the grins and then they can't eat all of them because they're not allowed to because of the mercury poisoning so now they're just killing for the sake of it um, wow so it's like it's really wild but yeah you're right I think the, the mercury side of it's gonna gonna be the real like we have to stop because they're so like this is our tradition this is that and it's like yeah well you know what like 20 odd years ago racism was still acceptable like, yeah times changed like yeah fuck your tradition you need to change because you didn't have a co-op at the end of your street like uh, at the end of your lake or wherever mm. years ago now you do like yeah. you don't have to kill these dolphins you don't have to kill an animal to survive you know I don't want to be two species like don't kill fish but go and buy a chicken you know but yeah, you know they don't have to go out with a big hacksaw and kill a dolphin anymore to eat no, no I agree and like the whole band vegan mm -hmm. yeah yeah for when a while, we had a whole veggie and vegan crew. We were like, we rolled like 15 deep with like a with vegan. <laughs> well, vegan I remember crew. when we were in, um, where was that? It was in Helsinki. Yeah. And we all went out. That was a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was good but, food. Yeah, it was amazing. But um, like, how did, when did the change come for that and that became a, a thing or was it not even a thing? It was just something you all did. It was, um, again, just before 100 days. It was uh, that, that whole period. 100's our lucky number. We, uh, it was at the end of Daybreaker. When we were in the studio, and I I went home for two days to just like just go home and chill out for a little bit, yeah. and I came back and Ali picked me up from the train station. He was like, "Hey, just so you know, we're all vegetarian now," and I was like, "What the fuck? What do you mean you're all vegetarian?" Like, it's like, "Yo, we watched this documentary called Forks Over Knives, yeah, and then we watched another one, and now we're all vegetarian." And he was like, "I don't want to tell you what to do, but you should you seriously need to watch this." And I was like, "Oh, okay." fine I'll, I'll watch it and then I watched it and was like yeah I'm, I'm vegetarian yeah I'm down I'm down straight away and then two days later uh, you know two days later Dan and Ali were vegan and a week later me and Tom went vegan and then from there it was like yep yeah, we're gonna do this and then Adam on 100 days like came on the tour for uh, when Tim left he he like filled in and uh, he like turned up and was like oh so you guys are all vegan and we were like yeah and he was like a Adam was like eating like two chicken breasts a day, maybe more. Like he was like <laughs> fully stacked, like bodybuilding dude. And then we were just taking him to these restaurants, being like, "Here's a tofu burger, enjoy that." And then by the end of the tour, he was like, "Yeah, I'm vegan. I've done it." And then it was like, gradually, our friends and crew were like, "Okay, yeah, I guess it makes sense." Yeah, you I'll know? give it a go. And then yeah, from then on, it kind of snowballed. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's gonna be? Do you think that's you for life now? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think. Uh, just don't need it. I don't. I've like the big thing I worried about was like B twelve and feeling weird and and like at the start I was like taking supplements and like worrying and like I'm fine. Like I haven't mm. taken like a supplement in a long time and I got my blood checked the other day and they were like, yeah, B twelve is really healthy. It's like, mm. oh cool, thanks mm. very much. 
you just have to be a bit wary of what you eat and know you're eating the right stuff. I think maybe one day if I like rescued chickens when I'm older, if they were laying eggs in my garden, I'd probably find it hard to not go like, oh, maybe I'll eat a chicken's egg, but I can't see myself breaking. Yeah. I'd, I'd love being vegan so much. Yeah. I think there's everything that comes with it as well. Yeah. And that which really pisses people off that aren't, which I kind of enjoy as well. Yeah. But I'm a bad vegan. I still wear leather. So mm. I'm like, you know. But I think, but I, I also have, re I just have respect for everyone that, everyone has their own things that makes them feel good and makes them feel bad. I, I think people that don't eat meat two days a week are good. Mm. I think you, we're all doing our bit. Meat Free Monday, if everyone in the country did Meat Free Monday, it would be so good for our carbon footprint. You know, like... Yeah, I mean, look at look at just the the impact on on agriculture and and farming f for for meat eating is crazy. It's crazy when you actually look at it without wanting this to turn into that no, yeah. podcast but it's 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 awful like the the in the, in the simplest form if you put all the uh, gases from uh from trap like cars planes buildings all all of that all the human side of it mm. There's nowhere even near the uh, the amount that's created by just animal agriculture. Mm. It's crazy, mm. like really crazy. Yeah, and I th and films like Cowspiracy are doing like amazing things to to uh, discuss those points, and they do it in a really non-confrontational way, which I love. You know, the whole kind of the fact that the dude is not uh, vegan at the start, and he goes out like trying to find out what's going on, and then by the end of it, he's like faced with having to kill this chicken doesn't kill the chicken keeps it he's like his best friend and then by the end he's like yeah I'm vegan I'm fully vegan like mm. we all need to fucking do this I think yeah I think it's the world is heading in the right direction that that way I think See, there's this, more and more <clears throat> vegetarians and vegans were you saying about that that's something that made me think with um, we've gone with the wind mm -hmm. the lyric where it says Hope's, hope is a prison mm -hmm. and it's like that's something I was thinking because it's like the record's so pissed off mm -hmm. um like adamant in its stance on all these things mm -hmm. you know do you think like do you think that do you uh, it sounds like a weird stupid question but do you i mean personally do you think like it's beyond hope mm. i do think it is and i think you know the hope is a prison was a was a line that was said to us by our like our really good friend john green who like i guess like a, a he's like a guru like mm. you know he's done mad amounts of DMT with shamans and, yeah. and shamans sorry and like he knows about life and you can sit there and just listen to him talk for ages and, and yeah. he's such a beautiful soul and I remember we, we were going through a tough patch and he was just like my friend's hope is a prison like don't hope do don't hope you're going to get better don't hope that you're yeah. going to that we're going to be okay don't hope that this is going to happen just say it's going to happen it's going to be okay so the, the the line hope is a prison is like a it is like saying I hope I get better like I really hope I can I hope I can get through this like I hope I'm going to be alright just say you're going to be alright say yeah. just know deep down that when you say it's going to be okay I know we're going to be alright something in your body there's a chemical reaction there that yeah. makes you instantly go like oh I'm going to be alright yeah because I guess then in that sense with me saying do you think things are beyond hope that sounds like a negative thing that it's like you know, there, there is no hope left. But there is no hope. There's just actions to, needed. Yeah, yeah, to be beyond hope is actually is a is a positive. Yeah, thing. for sure. Yeah, because you've gone beyond. You've gone beyond the point of like, oh well, I hope it figures itself out. It's like, no, we actually Let's need to do it. it now. Yeah, yeah. And there's no time like right fucking now to to do that because yeah. it's like 
it's already gone past the point of like waiting and hoping. It's like it needs to the change needs to start. It needed to start yesterday, you know. Like Adam said earlier, it's like the change needed to start yesterday. We're late, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a weird one as well because there's so many different like ways that people are saying, "Oh, this is going to change for the better when this happens." And yeah. like the whole, as like I said, I speak. I said to you before we started, I was speaking to Jazz Coleman. Like he started saying about the transhumanist movement and about how, you know, like people were being infected with. Um, he really got into some, like some deep conspiracy, conspiracy theory type shit, <clears throat> where he was saying about you know, nano, uh, nano robots. Well, not nano, nano technology. Yeah. Well, not about nanotechnology. He said he, it was something else that that was like you know, as in like the whole kind of ke- almost like the chemtrails thing about yeah. you know spraying over people so that they're ingesting these. Le- like really high levels of aluminium and 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 mercury, as we were yeah. saying with with the other things, yeah. um, and then and then you've got someone like Kurzweil who he he is so against and saying he, he thinks he's a monster. You know, you've got someone like, have you seen um, Transcendent Man? No. Okay, so Ray Kurzweil is, yeah. a, I guess, a scientist who's basically sort of theorizing technology that will exist based on what we have now. Right. So in ten years' time, we'll be able to do this, and he's making patents for, for technology that doesn't exist yet. So it's almost like he's writing science fiction. Right. But but then he starts talking about how, the singularity is coming. He thinks in like two thousand and forty nine, where, you know, uh, AI is going to be at the point where it's, and this is where it starts sounding like, Skynet became yeah. self aware, which is crazy because when you start thinking about that stuff and. And it, and it just makes you think of these kind of miserable sort of science fiction films of like these dystopian future. But he's saying that really shortly that it's going to get to the point where technology will become aware of itself, where nanotechnology and robotics will become in such an important part of human development that it will be the next stage of evolution. There'll be yeah. no disease. There'll be no aging. And, so crazy. And... and I'm, I'm pretty sure Google are probably doing a lot of that. Man. Well, they are. They are. Right now, aren't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Google's doing um, like Google AI is doing that stuff where they, where they've programmed um, a computer to play Go, um, which is like a really, really um, like a board game, but with incredible outcomes, and it beat the European champion five games to nothing because it had sat for for a year playing itself and working out every outcome and stuff. And it's when you start to think that technology is getting to the point where, where it where we're literally going to be like the mosquito on the arm you know that that's a scary prospect mm-hmm. because he's viewing it in the sense that you know everything's going to work out because what what's going to happen is we're going to develop this technology and then it's going to set things right yeah but then when you think about how much um people are ravaging not just the planet but the, each other yeah. maybe the way of setting that right is going you know what this is all bullshit let's just bullshit. let's we get just rid of all connect. that yeah and then start again we need to take our shoes off and walk through a field and actually just sit there and just be like this is amazing Mm. like realise that the real simple side of it is like the most amazing thing is being alive and being present and being in the moment well that's the thing being present and being in the moment is such a difficult thing when when there's so much distraction because it's like uh, you know you can despair at the like again I said earlier about how amazing technology is in the sense that you know everybody has now got a little black tablet that fits in the palm of their hand where they can learn anything yeah. 
but obviously the intention is but has to be there. To of course, on the other side to yeah, take but, a picture of themselves and upload it. Instead. Of course, but yeah. then we're we're all guilty of that. Yeah. Obviously, you know, love all that, but um, it but yeah, a, it's, it it's, it's it's the how. mindset that that you, to be present and in the moment and like you know to be in an incredible place and actually just go this place is incredible and take it in and yeah. view it like you but said we, to, we said earlier on like it's scary how Tom was saying because like Tom and, and Dan are doing like insane amounts of meditation at the moment and really like doing amazing things with it together yeah together and we've done it as like band we've gone we've gone uh, to this place in Brighton and like meditated in a, in a room I thought you were going to say we've gone to this place where we were talking with alien beings yeah yeah well, I think, there was I think always like yeah but we like I think that's coming yeah they Tom was saying like earlier on like isn't it sad that we can't just sit somewhere and be by ourselves mm. without a distraction like humans can't just sit in a room by themselves and be happy mm. just alone they're always like oh there's something I've got to do I've got to do this I've mm. got to do that I'm panicking and worrying and rushing and it's like no wonder we're getting sick and no wonder we're getting tired because mm. there's so many distractions out there to take you away from what you really actually put here to do it's just Exist, which is what and be and love that's it that's it yeah and we're so distracted that we've forgotten how to actually make ourselves happy deeply yeah and how to love ourselves and what we have that we want what other people have we're so distracted that we want other people's lives yeah when we don't even know what's going on inside that person's head like people worship Kim Kardashian and they like want to have her life so much so that there's however many TV shows about her and her sisters hmm is she happy? Is she really happy? Is she truly happy? Or does she just have a lot of money? And does money make you happy? Mm. I don't know whether it does. Because you see a lot of famous people and a lot of rich people that have killed themselves. You know, you could go, oh, well, it, it can facilitate all these things, yeah. but it generally never does, does it? It just it just seems to... But then you can it see turns a monk, on a mindset You can where... see a monk or a Buddha that has nothing that will sit there and smile for 35 years. Yeah. Just straight, and you're like, I want that. I want that sense of enlightenment, not... Kim Kardashian's clothes app, you know. No offense, Kim. You know, I'm we're sure all she, one. And I'm sure uh, she's nice. Yeah, we're like, all one, but I don't want to. I'd like to find out that the whole thing is is literally an art piece. That life. Her, no, her. Her, her yeah. It's an yeah. experiment. Yeah. Mm. Kanye West just turns around. And he's like, "Yo, guys, I did this. I fooled you. Like, yeah. this is all me, and you all you all lapped it up. It was a game. Yeah. Like saw. <laughs> you want to play a game? It's called Kim Kardashian. Here we go. I'm sure she's a lovely person, you yeah. know. She's brought lives into the world, which I'm sure is going to be a good, beautiful thing. But yeah, yeah it's, Kim, it's if a you want a Sea Shepherd T-shirt, hit me up. Yeah, they're they're wearing a lot of fur as well, right? Yeah, yeah that's that's a whole. Another, I don't get. Yeah, I don't get. It's a whole that. different discussion, that, isn't it? There's, ah, I don't know whether or not I want to get into a certain thing because it's not really my place to talk about it. But it's it's something that that you, that's been obviously sung about in the past that you that you've covered and stuff and and about without getting into that i believe that is also um the positive outcome of a negative situation mm. put it that way is that is that it can lead to a to a um a, a different state of mind which mm -hmm. i think it it's always this talking round things, but do you know what I'm saying? You, I, yeah, I think I think you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but do you do you think that that is something that is, I don't want to say a beneficial thing because it isn't, but mm. a, 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 is it being turned around in a way that that it's? Have you learnt from it? Yeah. 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 That's what I mean. To yeah, say. I think I think we I think uh, 
It's not my place to talk no, about no, no. if you don't want to. No, then... no, I think, I mean, I don't need to go into to any detail, but I mean, like, there's been stuff that's happened with architects over the last two years, two, three years, that has has made us appreciate things a lot more. Uh, yeah. And, and it's given us a lot more knowledge on life and, and just, we again, it's just being grateful and changing our mindsets and stop not putting ourselves down and not worrying anymore what's the point in worrying because it only makes you sick what's the point in being stressed because it only makes you sick what's yeah. the point in being angry because it only makes you sick yeah why not just be happy for what you have and, and be grateful and i think all of us are in that position now where we're just so we're so tight as friends i mean three years ago i probably would say i'd i could count on one hand how many times i'd hugged the boys in the band and now I, every time I see them I give them a hug and yeah. we're, we're always telling each other we love each other and that we're best mates and you know because we were best friends before but now we're like we're so close we're that's, so that's close had, that has a true definition yeah, yeah. So it's like a, we're now like 24-7 middle of the night you need anything I'm your, I'm your boy yeah you know like that's actual best friends though. yeah that's a yeah. beautiful thing yeah for sure so any it's like a positive from from a strange point yeah and I, and I think making art is is a very positive outcome of for that. sure. Like this, the next re the next architects record will be very different to lyrically to what this one is. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll. Who knows? We'll, who knows what's going to happen in two years? Like we always say, like I can't wait to hear what the next architects record is going to sound like because mm. we never know. Tom never knows. Tom always says, uh, "God knows what it's going to sound like," and and then we're like three, four years down the line, like, "Oh, here's the architects record. Yeah, this is what it sounds like." But who knows, maybe it would be more positive. We're all a lot more positive people. Yeah. Than we were when we were in the studio for this. We're, we're, there's a lot of dark stuff happening when we're in the studio. The Paris attacks happen yeah. when we're in the studio. The ghost inside accident happened when we were in the studio. The the weather was grey and grim and we were just like heads down, miserable. Yeah. And I think that shows but in a in a artistic way it's yeah. bleeds into the record. Yeah, to use that in a, in, or, you know, catharsis is, it yeah. just gets bandied around a bit. But yeah, I, I believe that's yeah. definitely something you can feel with the record. Mm -hmm. You know, and that that's the, that's the that's the mark of good art, I think. Yeah, for sure. You know, because it, it's like you know, it's working for your art, like experience, like knowing that really what music is is five people coming together, putting energy into something hmm. then recording that energy and then giving that energy to someone else to experience a feeling or energy from it yeah. so it's like this is dark 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 energy that we're going to put into this that hopefully you will take and be like empowered by it or, or just experience an emotion from our energy yeah which is great which is really cool when you just think of it just like that yeah it sounds a little a little bit, yeah. I mean, but I don't smoke weed. I, I mean, I've done mushrooms once in my life, <laughs> so I'm no, so I'm, I'm not, just like knocking it, man. Yeah. I think it's very true. Yeah, I I always feel that. That's like it, you know, like every podcast that I do, so far, it's it's generally two thirds of the way through. I said this to Jazz Carmen yesterday. Yeah. Generally, two thirds of the way through, it gets to a point where I'm like, so art, where's it come from? Because yeah. it's it's about energy and it's about harnessing things that that are that are almost an external force you could look at it in different ways but like in a Jungian sense you're tapping into like archetypes and it's evoking emotions in you and, and yeah. then you and then you channel that in a certain way and you make whatever it is you do whether it's visual art or music yeah. or whatever um, I think like in this in this like simplest way 
it's like you still have it I still have it and you know Adam who's sat next to me will have it where a band will release a song and for three and a half minutes you don't think about anything other than that song and you smile yeah and to be responsible for giving someone else that feeling is so amazing mm. for, to think that like Blink-182 for me were like my ultimate favourite band when I was a kid and mm. I used to wait for the days where the albums would come out and I'd run to Woolworths and buy the records and the singles and yeah. it would be it was everything I ever wanted it to be N- next week Blink are going to release a new song and I mm. can't wait I'm I'm so excited and I know I'm going to be excited when I hear it Yeah. so the fact that people feel like that about our band and can't wait to hear our music and get that same emotion for me blows my fucking mind yeah. but it's so cool that's the whole reason we do it is to yeah. give people that emotion what are, what are the bands that do that for you now that, that were maybe you know that weren't just necessarily bands that you were into as a kid. Um, their band, yeah, they, yeah. do it for me still. Like when I heard that new song, that Blood on the Sand song, I lost my mind. I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is amazing. And I, Again, a band that's just saying something as well. Yeah, pre-ordered it instantly. Can't wait to like session it. That mm. it comes out, I think the same day as ours, I think as well, which is awesome. And bands like that, and yeah, you know. Bands that are like, do you like, still get transported back to those moments? So, like you're saying, or, or is it just yeah? Are I you appreciating get, it on other levels now? And I still now get that, that escape guy for sure. Yeah. Like bands like Stick to Your Guns and, and Shikari, like for yeah. like really, like current heavy bands. Where I'm like, yeah. whoa, amazing! Yeah. What, the other night, Royal Albert Hall, Bring Me the Horizon. I was gone for Dude, forty minutes, or was... however long the set was. I lost my mind. I don't remember. I've, I didn't think about anything other than wow. Yeah, I cried. Yeah, I cried. I cried. Drown. I cried. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. That was a beautiful it thing was to see. Unbelievable. And, uh, and and that for me was like, yeah, music in its purest form. Just for the whole first two songs, I didn't say anything to Layla. She was sitting next to me, like, looking at me. And my jaw was just open, like, oh my god, they've mm. done it. But then I think that's that's the the amazing thing is that there's a, there's a group of bands that have come through from from like all around the world, but the ones that I I get all get a little extra stoked on other ones from here yeah and you guys and bring me in and shikari like i see these things that, that the band are doing and saying and, and it's just like fuck yeah yeah it's like evolving and watching your mates evolve it's like yeah. so brilliant like you know watching we played with bring me in like romford and and now like we're doing the roundhouse and they're doing doing the royal albert hall with an orchestra like just it's crazy like how far they've come and like in a Shikari Ali Pali mm. I, my first band played with them in Little Hampton like you know it's amazing but they're not just like doing it and then just resting on their laurels they're like doing it and pushing themselves to do weirder things and experiment and not just release the same record again and 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 do it with a with a socially conscious yeah for sure and I think well. you know like Ollie when I listen to the podcast with you I mean, yeah. he's really talking and opening up about like amazing things like synchronicity like yeah. it's huge that stuff is amazing and, yeah. and and I think the more people see here's my thing right like I can I can do a podcast with with Chino and it and it's um, like and this is me not me yeah you know I don't want anyone to think that this is in any way like a derogatory thing but like I, you know I can do podcasts with Chino and and um and like Corey and Scott Ian and stuff but like and and Jazz Coleman but I think it's it's almost like they figured more, themselves out I feel like like because yeah. they've had more time with themselves as an artist to know yeah. where they are yeah whereas and I then, feel like people like me and Ollie are still on this way where we're like 
learning more about ourselves every day and and not just you guys but also your your the people that like and love your bands yeah because it's it is a younger crowd yeah and and they're the people that that need to be made aware of certain things yeah without wanting to sound in any way no, sort no, of yeah. dictator for like, sure dictatorial. But like cool things like synchronicity like hmm. Is not something that I was massively aware of before, other than just seeing Eleven Eleven. But since hearing that podcast, I've seen it everywhere. Of course. And and, and then as I've soon seen as you're aware things. of it, me and to, like to the point where like me and Tom today, we were doing an interview in a radio station. There was two clocks on the wall. There was one on one side where he was sat, and one where I was sat. And I turned round like that to look at the time, and it went eleven eleven. And on his side, eleven eleven. And we both went turned round to each other because we looked up and went, and he was like. And I just went, yeah, 11, yeah. 11. And my, my phone conversations with him are like, screenshot, like pulling my phone out going, yeah, 11, 11, surprise, mm. surprise, like send it through. And he's like, no way, I just saw the same thing. Yeah. And then it goes from there, like, even to the weirdest thing with the 11, 11, like, I'll tell you this story real quick. So my phone, my phone died, uh, like two weeks ago. And uh, it was the day before we were going to get our uh, rescue puppy. And I like had to go and get my phone. I had to go and buy a phone and, my my phone had 3% battery I wrote down the details I needed to remember and then my phone turned off and I was like well, cool I'm going to go into town and I'm going to go and get this phone so got sidetracked saw a few people on the way but made it into town and uh, I've been walking around town for a while and I was like I have no idea what the time is I had this new phone in my pocket but it wasn't turned on I was like mm. you know what I'm going to go and buy my I'm gonna, I've wanted a watch for a long time I'm going to go and buy a watch I, I, if I see the one I like because I wanted this silver Casio watch and like the old school ones I don't want a big flashy watch I just wanted like a metal Casio so I walk into Urban Outfitters and I'm like maybe Urban Outfitters will have it first thing in there there's a watch right there Just there's three watches and I just pick up the one at the front I'm walking up to the counter and there's no one in the queue I'm walking up to the counter and it goes literally goes 11-11 as I pick it up it goes to 11-11 I'm like what the fuck this is weird and I say to the girl behind the counter I'm like so weird not having a watch or not knowing what the time is. I was like, is that actually the time? And she was like, no, it's 11.28. <laughs> I was like, so I just bought this watch that says 11.11. It's still 11.11 while I'm having this conversation. And I'm like, said to her, I was like, isn't life beautiful? And she like looked at me like, yeah. You're bonkers. Like, okay. Yeah. See you later. And I was like, I'm that weird hippie now. No, but and the I thing is, it. as soon as you start noticing these things, they become more and more apparent and they start talking to you a lot yeah. more often. Mm. And I think if you're doing meditation a lot more than you'll then those things become yeah. way more apparent but like even like Tom went to a meditation thing the other day right went to a retreat in uh, in Italy and uh, nice it was with this guy called Joe Dispenza who's amazing he's running this second course and I won't t- say where it is but now because it's part of the story hmm. but we had an Australian tour booked in it was in a headline tour that we had booked and we were like 100% confirmed for it then Ollie got in contact with me and was like, hey, what are you doing this month? We really want to take you to Australia. And I was like, that would be sick. Let me check with Joey, our manager, and the boys. And we sorted it out so that we cancelled that tour and we were like, we want to do the tour bring me. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing to hang out with them again. And, and, and that feels sick as well. So amazing. 68 as yeah. well, right? So sick. Amazing. So then <laughs> it turns out that this new meditation course that Tom wanted to go on in Australia is in September which is the time where we're, we're supposed to be going with Bring Me. And Dan turned around to him and was like, the only way we can go on this meditation retreat is if it finishes on the 10th or 11th. I can't remember the exact date. Hmm. And Tom was like, okay, I'll check now. 
checked, the meditation course finishes the day before the Bring Me the Horizon tour starts in Australia. And we were never supposed to be on that Bring Me the Horizon mm. tour, and now that's happening. Like, I don't know, just things like that are just, you're like, yeah. what are the chances of this stuff happening? Uh, it's you're, you, once you open your mind to it, you're like, the universe is literally watching my back. Like, yeah. it's got me. And you just have to say thanks to it. Yeah. And, and then it goes like, here you go, you crazy man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> here you go. You love me, I love you. Like, I'll yeah. get you back. Yeah. Well, and, and like, really weirdly enough, I'll say one more really crazy thing, right? So me and my girlfriend are like really, like, we like, if we're like having dinner and we're really like sat there like, wow. Like we were the other day, we were in like our new house. And I was like, thanks universe. Like for this moment, it's great. It's almost like praying, but you're just mm. saying, you're nodding on to what's going on. Yeah. So she was in like a rough spot like a year ago and she was like, she wrote on a piece of paper like she was in like debt or something and I, it was before architects had any money and she she was like, or I had any money. I don't really have any now but I would have been, I would have been able to have helped now but mm. she wrote on a bit of paper like I, I'm really, I, she was in debt she was like th 300 pounds of debt she was like, I'm in 300 pounds of debt if you could help me that'd be amazing. I know I, I shouldn't be asking for money and she wrote it away and then threw it in the bin but she wrote it on a bit of paper and then a week later she got a, offered a job for 300 pounds like to they were like if you want to do this like this is a job i can help you out and it's like it, it, from that moment i was like yo like magic. i'm not in it for the money but it's magic, magic. like real. the like yeah someone is there going like it's okay it's okay you love the universe you say thank you you, you get what you give you give out love yeah we're gonna give you some back yeah now i think cool. that's part of the reason why everything's fucked yeah because people don't get that. No. Mm -mm. People will want to look out for themselves and, and yeah. don't give give out love, but they expect love back. People want to be worshipped without worshipping other yeah. people. Not worshipping other people, like, but loving other people. Hmm. People want love without giving it in return, I guess. Heavy. Yeah, man. But great. I was going to say about that. Well, that's an hour and six. I like that. That's a good time because it feels like it's been like 10 minutes so you yeah, know that, it's a good conversation. That that feels good. I was going to say about that Alan Watts thing as well. Yeah, dude. Like how, like how did that come about? Because yeah, and that's the weird, that's a weird thing as well. Like this, uh, I'm crazy that you're talking about that because it's... So like Alan Watts is obviously an amazing inspirational philosopher and speaker. And yeah. He's like helped a, a lot of us through like some mad times and... You know, you can take any Alan Watts quote and, and, and feel inspired by it. So there's a there's an Alan Watts audio book that Tom had that's like a couple of hours long. We'd done Memento More. And uh, he was like, oh, it'd be cool to try out an Alan Watts quote. So he just put it into Logic, just cut out a quote, literally dragged it in first time. That what's there was not cut up or edited. It was just like, bang, bang, put in. And it was, like, it was like Alan Watts was tracking on the song you know like there was a microphone set up and he was talking about it yeah and and the same with the other bit in the song the two bits in the song it was just straight in first time not looked on the grid just dragged in and pressed play and it was the first place and it didn't get moved at all or edited or cut up or no breath in between was shortened yeah, to make yeah, it fit yeah. like 100% worked and we were so worried that we because we couldn't get clearance at the start and Epitaph were like we're not putting this out with it and we were like if those bits aren't on the song, it's not a song. Like it's not going to come out. That's how much they mean to us. And yeah. Um, then Dan got in contact with uh, his son, and his son was like, "Thank you for continuing to talk about my my dad. Like this is use it 
take it. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like, <laughs> and like, Dan, like Tom was on the phone to him and he was like really like stoked that we were doing it and carrying on his work. And Tom was like, he's obviously um, his son's lived in America, so he has like an American accent. But he was like, I could just tell it was just so calm and, and nice. And he just wanted us to do well off of it, but not because of it, but just spread the love yeah. that was in the record. I just think it was the perfect point to finish the album as well, just being mindful of death. I could just be like, it's around the corner. We're yeah. all gonna end up there, hmm. so just make the fucking most of what you have and just love it. Because the worst part of dying is the worrying before it. When you're dead, you don't know you're dead. You're, that, that's the easiest bit. You're gone. You don't. You don't know. But the whole anxiety and fear before it—that's the worst part. So if you just go like, I'm just gonna love my life and just love everything about it and just get on with it, then dying is really actually painless. That's the end. <laughs> Thank you to Sam Carter. You can follow him online. His Twitter is Sam Architects. The band's Twitter is Architects UK. And their incredible album, All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us, is out now on Epitaph Records. You need to have a listen. It's brilliant. Uh, the Someone Who Isn't Me on the next episode is Maynard James Keenan of Pussifer, Tool, and A Perfect Circle, which is very special. Remember, you can keep up to date uh, with the podcast online at Swim Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Mine is Daniel P. Carter on both of those as well. If you could leave a rating and also a short review on iTunes, that would be much appreciated. Thanks for listening. Um, spread the love. Hold up. 